0: Hello everyone, this is Johnny Enlow, and I'm going to give my word for 2019 and um, it's going to be uh, quite an amazing year. And so uh, I'll title this 2019 A Year of Extreme Revelation and uh, we have entered into perhaps the most revelatory year since the birth of of Jesus. And because of it, none of us will ever be the same. A day of so much disclosure is now upon us that by this time next year, we will be in amazement at how different our world actually is from what we thought. The light we presently see by today, we will consider as comparative darkness to where we will have advanced to by 2020. It will be exceptional and even shocking revelation. Uh, So I want to look at two definitions for the word revelation for some parameters on what I'm talking about. So the word revelation, uh, I looked up, and the two definitions that came out, a surprising and previously unknown fact, especially one that is made way in a dramatic way. And the second definition, the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans. I think we'll see both of those be a reality in the year 2019. So I want to talk about the 5770 to 5779 window that is being completed over the next several months. Uh, For those who follow the Hebraic calendar, you know that the present 5779 year that we are in is closing out a most important decade Uh, In the number 70, the end part of the 5779, the 70 there, uh, there is the Hebrew letter ayin, A-Y-I-N, associated with it, and it carries the picture symbol for the eye. For the 2010 to 2019 decade, the primary focus has been on seeing. I have covered that fact in virtually every year of this 5770 to 5779 decade. Battles are won and lost at the point of seeing, and so that's why seeing is so important. As we remember ancient Israel, the difference in a Caleb and a ten spy is that Calebs are anointed seers, and ten spies are ultimately unanointed seers. The body of Christ is in the process of shifting from following unanointed seers who keep people locked in wilderness survival mentality, to following seers who lead them into promised land, the promised land of cities and nations. It is the church's great battle of the day, where a fake news narrative is being exposed and progressively abandoned. Unanointed seers unduly highlight the enemy, miss the moment of visitation because of that, and keep the people wilderness-bound under a premature rapture mindset. Anointed seers see the enemy, but highlight the greatness of God in his promise of inheriting the nations as we are salt and light in the seven mountains of society. I'm doing this off some notes. Unanointed seers tell us, we're getting out of here. That's the focus. And anointed seers declare the kingdom coming on earth. As it is in heaven. We are disconnecting the fate narrative IVs and returning to Jesus' original message of inheriting the earth. You know, Matthew 5, 5. In his first message, the Son of Man was sent to earth, and Matthew 5 through 7, the Magna Carta, as it were, of God was laid out. And before he ever talks about inheriting heaven, Jesus spoke to us about inheriting the earth. God builds a plan of destiny around the anointed seers, even while they are the profound minority, as in Caleb and Joshua's case, where his plan was built around the two who could see. His entire plan was built around them, realizing even that the rest of the generation was not going to make it. Now, about the nine in the number 5779, and as well as the nine in 2019, It is significant as well. The number nine in the Hebrew has the letter Talet, T-A-L-E-T, in which is the picture symbol of either a snake or a womb, um, if you look at them. They are both highlighted this year, both the womb and the snake. The snake in the grass is being discovered, will be discovered by those with the Caleb eagle eyes, and the tearing tearing up of that snake will allow for birthing and fruitfulness. The snake in the grass will be exposed this year, and you will either capitulate to it or destroy the lies and fears associated with it and arise and shine to your destiny. The key is to see the snake from an eagle's perspective and not from a chicken's perspective. You know, a snake is food for an eagle, while a chicken obviously will freak out and run from a snake. Uh, The window of properly seeing things gets completed this year, and what becomes visible in 2019 will exceed the totality of the previous nine years of seeing, more in this year than the previous nine put together. It will be almost like we didn't see anything in the last decade because so much new light is here for this year. Rosh Hashanah of this year, we will begin year 5780 in the Hebraic calendar, and that represents a whole new beginning based on now a proper seeing, proper perspective. A year from now, we will begin the year 2020, and the numerology will not be coincidental. Uh, 2020 vision is coming, and that is where divine objectivity rules. God is seen and magnified. The enemy is also seen, but he is not magnified, and so he becomes bread for us. That's Numbers 14, 9. If you remember Caleb, Caleb wasn't in La La Land. It's not that he didn't see the giants, but he said, they will be bread for us. Come on, let's go. And that's when that's what I call divine objectivity, when you're seeing things from his perspective. Now, I want to talk a little bit about revelation in government. And I headed, the heading I write is, Trump will get louder. And the scripture is Exodus 19, 19. This is a unique chapter when the Lord uh, came and visited Israel with his glory. And, um, And here's what it says in Exodus 19, 19. And when the blast of the trump sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. So there was a moment of next level revelation taking place. One of the areas of profound blindness right now for many Christians, I believe, is understanding the role of President Donald Trump. As 45th President of the United States, he carries an Isaiah 45 Cyrus anointing, and it's an anointing to break down the double bronze and iron gates of Babylon. It speaks of that in Isaiah 45, uh, not coincidentally, not uncoincidentally, Um it is divinely orchestrated that the 45th president um, has an association with Isaiah 45. And verses 1 and 2 speak of these double doors, the bronze doors. There was 100 bronze doors, uh, gates of Babylon, and iron gates. And they call to break them down. This is an assignment to dislodge and eliminate embedded and syndicated evil in government. The tentacles are at the tops of all the seven mountains of society. Uh, which are media, economy, education, family, arts and entertainment, religion, um, as well as the mountain of government we're telling you about. The tops of all the mountains are going to have their evil gatekeepers removed. Um, It is a historic moment for the kingdom of God on earth. Because of it, in 2019, Trump is not going to tone down and weaken his approach. He's going to become stronger, and his voice will become louder and louder. He is not going to fail in his assignment, and it will be a testament not to his greatness, but to the greatness of God. Despite Trump's billions, his friends, his influence, he is himself far too limited to take on what he has been called to take on. It is God's anointing on him for the assignment that covers and emboldens him. I was shown that our nation will be known as before Trump and after Trump, and the Lord also, I believe, clearly spoke to me that, in fact, the whole world will be known as before Trump and after Trump. Now, you have to know I am neither a Trump fan, nor a Republican fan, nor even a conservative fan, but I am a God fan, and I am a fan of what God communicates. Trump is God's idea. And though God is patient, the sooner you recognize that truth, the sooner it is evidence that you're seeing in an anointed way, that you're seeing is beginning to be what it needs to be in the direction of Caleb. Once you begin to discover the level of evil he is up against, you will no longer ask the irrelevant question of how could God pick such an imperfect man that many are asking. What he lacks in holiness, he makes up for in courage. And ultimately, his courage is going to lead him into holiness. When God is taking people into new territory, he looks first for courage. His demand of Joshua and Joshua 1 was over and over, only be of good courage. And he said that to him, as I said, in, uh, over and over. Once you see the deep state of the seven mountains and the nations, you'll realize it takes great courage. Working on holiness came later, but when you are facing enemies bigger than yourself, it is courage that sustains you. Before Trump is done, he will have leveled and replaced most of our ruling institutions (coughs) and will have been a part of discovering a previously unknown history of the world of the last century. It will be a great reveal and a most significant part of this year of extreme revelation. On this next section, I have it under, can Trump fail in his assignment? This is a concern and question that many Trump supporters have, and especially so as they begin to see the extreme dangers that he is up against. Well, I suppose humans can always disappoint and can always fail. I suppose we could be too slack in our prayer cover for him. I suppose his age and the size of the task before him could overwhelm him. However, the greatness of our God is that it is his trademark that he loves to execute his great plans with fragile or imperfect people. He loves to confound the supposed wise of the world by using his foolishness. That comes out of 1 Corinthians one twenty-seven. 27. Now, except for in the case of Jesus He never used overwhelming strength or perfection to accomplish his better story, better storylines. If you remember Gideon, he was the least in his house and of his tribe and an unimportant tribe. And he led Israel to victory over the Midianites. Moses, the octogenarian with a speech impediment called to lead Israel out of Egypt. David, the shepherd boy, took out Goliath, the scary giant, and he did so with a very small stone. Mary, the teenage girl, she birthed the son of God. Even with Jesus, he never used his overwhelming strength, but laid down all his divinity. He then chose the local redneck fishermen to be his 12 apostles, upon which everything else thereafter would be built. So can Trump fail? Yes. But I don't think so. Uh, This has all the makings of a great God story. Keeping Trump alive and healthy is a much easier task for God than it was, say, to keep Jesus alive in his day. When not only was he up against the deep state uh, of his day trying to prematurely kill him, but every demon in hell desired his scalp. Until he was 33 years old, and until it was the day of passport, Jesus could not be killed. Yes, Trump could fail, but God will not. Uh, Were he somehow able to be taken out early, it would not only uh, not be the end of the matter. It would only mean that there is yet a more amazing story of God's greatness forthcoming. He always has an upgraded next plan. His next always outdoes even his original. He is the bigger than God with the better than plan. That's just who he is. It's not over, I believe, until Psalms 37.9 is in effect. And that says, For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they will inherit the earth. You can take Psalm one as a prophetic word for now. Do not fret because of evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they will soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. You know, this term, workers of iniquity, are, I believe, the present target for the zeal and justice of the Lord. His first offer is always mercy, but justice has to come, because justice is the evidence to the abused that God has had mercy on them. Those who have been sex trafficked, enslaved, and otherwise abused are about to be the beneficiaries of the justice of God. They're in the process of it, a great rescue. There is no freedom for the enslaved without justice. Justice and liberty walk hand in hand, and justice, I believe, operates as the big sister. President Donald Trump is an emissary of the justice of God, and God is quite pleased, I believe, with how well he has done since being elected president. His courage is seen, I believe, as heroic in heaven because they see what he is up against and who he is up against. This year, enough of that will be revealed to the body of Christ so that those who still are pointing the finger at him perhaps will be motivated not to. President Trump was not called. To be your pastor, so quit putting that standard on him. Having said that, I will tell you, I believe he is more authentically righteous than 90% of our pastors. And I believe that's something the Spirit of the Lord told me, and I believe it. I want to talk a little bit about revelation in church, about exposures, and about the prophetic upgrades that we desire. There's a passage of 1 King 19.19 19 relevant for that. Now go ahead and read that, 1 Kings 19, 19. So he departed from there and found Elisha who was plowing. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. This is a passage where Elijah anoints Elisha and he receives the double portion of what was on Elijah. Elisha, with that upgrade, is the catalyst for Jezebel being easily taken out. You know, Jezebel was someone Elijah was not able to deal with she ultimately caused him to quit. And uh, the rest of what Elijah was called to do was passed on to Elisha. Elisha threw Jehu, overthrew Jezebel in a very public and demonstrable way. President Trump also has a Jehu anointing. Jezebel at a macro level is being dealt with, and this year it's going to be very evident. Uh, it is not coincidental that it is First Kings nineteen nineteen, that number 19 in the year 2019, that tells of the release of this double portion anointing that can take out Jezebel. The new extreme revelation is going to place and displace kings, government rulers, false queens. Both the name of the book and the double on the 19s, again, are significant. First kings, kings, government. And so this is something uh, to be aware of. The church will experience two different versions of this extreme revelation. First of all, there will be the shocking disclosures of evil and corruption and even networks of deep darkness in the church. Uh, the church has its own version of the deep state. and It is going to be exposed as well. Some significant exposures took place in 2018. Uh, But there is a whole other level in both the Catholic Church as well as the evangelical, charismatic, Pentecostal Church. Again, many church and church networks operate by a similar creed to how Hollywood and high government positions run. In these places, the gatekeepers at the places of influence require some blackmailable behavior so that their loyalty and silence is bought forever. Blackmail is the currency of the tops of the mountains and it's going to be exposed in the mountain of religion as well. In church circles, it is often mixed and mingled with religious speak so that it doesn't look like blackmail, but it is blackmail. Now, I remember decades ago being a part of a church whose lead bishop would often say that he didn't trust anyone who, quote, didn't have a limp. And he connected it to Jacob in the Bible. And I understood, I understood an aspect of it. You don't want to have people who are, uh, pointing fingers at everything. And so if, if they feel like they are too perfect, they might do that. But what was revealed in time was that this Bishop Bishop had seduced at least 10 women in the church. And, um, it included pedophilia as well. And it really was shocking. Um, the not trusting anyone without a limp, uh, showed up in being in being really something designed to hide this fact and and so they had no significant associate leader or pastor on staff that they had advanced that they didn't have some significant dirt on under under this motto and uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly really, um, he had great loyalty from these close around him, from the leaders and pastors around him. When the, even when the full truth came out, which was shocking, and it's because they were blackmailable. Um, there is way more of this going on than seems possible, and be, be be prepared for shocks regarding that in 2019. In mega churches, this is actually more the norm than the exception. I'm sorry to say that, but you won't and you won't have to take my word for it. A year of extreme revelation is upon us. Now I want to talk about the prophetic upgrades. This is the Better side of the coin of advanced revelation, but sometimes it will go hand in hand um, as the prophetic upgrade um, with the holiness as well, with the release of the holiness. I remember some time ago uh, in Peru where a pastor's wife, a pastor, they're both friends of mine, and she was taken by the Holy Spirit and for weeks uh, was in and out of a trance. It was at least 20 days that I remember that she could not speak. Uh, Spanish at all. When she tried to answer, when she tried to talk, when her husband tried to communicate with her, she could only speak in tongues. It it was quite inconvenient for many things. They had little children. When she finally could communicate, she was in an open heaven realm seeing everything, including the sins of their key leaders and members, including the where and when of it all when, when they denied it. And it was just amazing how the church cleaned itself up, not just those who were exposed, but that atmosphere, that reality, the awareness of it was now in the church. I remember the pastor himself telling me that it was tough for him because it was like, uh, in a a way, he said it's like sleeping with the Holy Spirit. And the demand for for purity was at such a high level. He had no choice but to get clean himself. So he was thankful for it, but he said it, you know. He had gone through a process of refinement with this next level of revelation that was in the church. Um, It is amazing what being under an increased light does to us. So seeing is going to another level. This is something we desperately need as our prophetic level is relatively pathetic at this time, even often underperforming to psychics and the new age energy feelers. Uh, one reason for this is, of course, that the enemy has stolen the prophetic from much of the church, perhaps most of the church, through demonic doctrines that say the age for this has passed. There's never been an age that more needs the prophetic. This is truly a deep state doctrine uh, that has stripped the church from its, perhaps its most vital tool for spreading the love and power of God. You know, As the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, I wish you all could prophesy. He talked about speaking in tongues and that he spoke in tongues more than anyone, but he said even more, I wish all of you could prophesy. And a prophesying church will always be more fruitful. Uh, We have other reasons for our low level of prophetic revelation, such as a lack of prophetic accountability uh, and also conversely, a lack of a nurturing environment for the prophetic. And we can bemoan either. The ones zealous for the accountability would most likely kill the prophetic if left to their devices. And the ones only interested in nurturing the prophetic, um, they could tend to keep it about quantity above quality. And we really need both. Another suppressor of the next level in the prophetic is when the exercise of the prophetic is disconnected from our Reformation assignment, the Reformation assignment outside the church. The prophetic was made to thrive in the seven mountains of society. My prophetic level has always been less in and to the church, and on the increase when outside the church. Um, and and that's just a, a reality. Having said that, I am first in line desiring the promised prophetic upgrades. Uh, I want to be positively shocked at how much I am seeing and how much transformational change it engenders. I look forward to stepping into clarity where we not only prophesy sometimes fuzzy outcomes like double portion these are great prophetic buzzwords double portion breakthrough shift prosperity a door a window but where we can also flesh it out uh, as to what that actually is what that actually looks like you know sometimes it's enough to say that and for the person we know what that means but it, there is this next level coming. The upgrade is coming this year because it is tied into knowing some macro things that we have never known before. Um, some things we haven't been able to see uh, are is, is the reason we haven't been able to see some things is because we had some assumptions, some wrong facts about what was actually happening. It was we were building our life based on a, a fake narrative, fake news. And I believe you will know more what I'm talking about as this year progresses on that matter. Perhaps the greatest key in getting a prophetic upgrade is staying out of pride. Uh, there have been so many that I have known who become essential head cases when they finally did see something truly revelatory, um, and so because of how they overreacted in pride to having received just some initial revelation, they ceased Getting more secrets from God because the Bible says God resists the proud, and it's going to be hard hearing from Him when He's resisting you. Um, hopefully, again, I believe there are going to be so many with this next level of revelation and of the prophetic that this is no longer as great a temptation as before. Uh, either way, I will tell you that I believe the children born in this decade of seeing, you know, the 57. 70 uh, 70 to 57, 79, or the 2010 to 2019, um, that the children of this decade are truly going to be game changer in the seeing and revelatory realm. And if nothing else requires us to upgrade, that will require us uh, to upgrade because of the level that they're seeing. And some of you who have the kids that young, you may already be uh, experiencing that with your very young ones. Status quo revelation has not been getting it done. And the next level is coming along with the next level of glory associated with it. And finally, I have watched a 67-mile-wide path of totality. Now, if you remember back in August August 21 of 2017, not just last year, but the year before, we had the most unusual phenomenon of a total solar eclipse from sea to shining sea of the United States. Uh in that experience there was a 67 mile wide path where the eclipse phenomenon could be viewed in its entirety it's the area where it went totally dark and so it was quite a visual it started on the coast of Oregon with Salem Albany Oregon being really the first significant cities in the path and it finished out in Charleston South Carolina um a total of seven cities named Salem. Speaking of starting around Salem, Oregon, before it finished a path all the way across the United States, there were seven cities named Salem that were in this path. That is significant. This this path looks like a seatbelt over the nation, and I believe it's a seatbelt of security over the nation. And that Salem speaks of his peace, and it's you know the word Shalom, peace is more than just peace, like nothing going wrong, but it's peace and prosperity. And so the Lord has this as something he was promising over us. And uh, I spoke back in 2017 that the 67-mile-wide pathway all across the United States represented a path of prophetic open heavens. Uh, I believe that only now are we truly entering into the spiritual phenomenon of uh, the spiritual fulfillment of what was the natural phenomenon. You know, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual, and sometimes there's a time lapse between the sign given and then the release of that on earth. Uh, This band across the nation includes cities, as I mentioned, cities such as Albany, uh, Oregon, where, interestingly enough, the Elijah List is based from, um, and all the prophetic that comes from that place. Omaha, Nebraska, Kansas City, Nashville, and these are all cities where significant prophetic ministries have arisen and, and these are regular voices uh, to the nation. Uh, I believe the entire 67 mile wide pathway represents, um, a strip of heightened prophetic revelation that this prophetic, um, upgrade is for everyone, but there's something even unique about this, about this, this strip, this pathway, this 67 mile wide pathway. And, um, it's just you know it's part of just the way God moves and works, and uh, it's uh, you know there's there is there are often geographical realities of of open heavens, and uh, there's something that has been created in in that in that pathway. I believe you know Psalm sixty seven starts with, "God be merciful to us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us." That your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among all nations. And this prophetic upgrade is ultimately his face shining on us so that we may make known his ways on the earth and his salvation among all nations, all nations, not just the United States. And I know so many from other nations listening and and longing to hear a word of hope for them. And you can just be assured whatever you're seeing happen in the United States right now, there is a lead domino component to it. And it, 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 there, are, there, are, there are things, certain things that have to happen first here. And certain upgrades, certain cleansings. Um, and at some point, they're, they're simultaneously occurring in the other nations. But this is really for all the nations. Revelation and the glory that accompanies Revelation are going to be increasingly the fruit of 2019. Exodus 19.19 19 was about the glory descending on Israel and Moses' day. And First Kings 19.19 was about the double portion prophetic mantle from Elijah being released to Elisha at that time. God was able to encode timing factors for us as to the new level of glory and revelation. Um, it's amazing to me that timing that this is the year 2019 for this big uh, prophetic upgrade, revelation, extreme revelation, and these scriptures are marked 1919. And uh, that just uh, tells me of the greatness of God in a, in a whole nother way. We are in yet another game changer year. We've been like in back to back to back to back game changer years. But I think 2019 is the greatest uh, so far um, and and really in centuries, particularly as it relates to Revelation. And we'll see how this all all plays out but it's an exciting time for us. And so let me just pray with you. So Lord, we just thank you for this year, for 2019. We thank you for the challenges of the year. We thank you for the promises of this of this year. We thank you for the glory that you're gonna reveal in 2019. We thank you how you desire your sons and daughters to be encouraged, uh, to be filled with hope and faith, and to be already partaking of the joy of seeing uh, this kind of breakthrough in our nation, in our land, and a breakthrough that will reverberate even among the nations. And so, Lord, even in this early moment of 2019, may our eyes be opened. May this next level of the prophetic, this next revelatory level, be released everywhere where my voice is going at this time. I thank you for that, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much. This podcast was made available by contributions from listeners like you. To donate, go online to restore7.org. Thank you.